from the press box right here on the AHL Report. I am your host, the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report, Amy Johnson. And of course, I'm joined every single week by my fantastic co-host, the one and only, the founder of Rocket Sports Media and our editor-in-chief across all of our brands, the very knowledgeable Mr. Rick Stevens. Good afternoon. Hi. You know, we have breaking news. We have breaking news. Well, I, I wouldn't call it breaking news, but... Um, we have a new news about our podcast. We do. We do. We want to make sure that you get every, uh, you have access to our podcast, wherever you go, wherever you yeah. might be. You right. can always get from the press box at HL report. Of course. Uh, there's, there's um, either in the, the individual episodes or there's, um, podcast player built right into the main page you can find our podcast right there nice and in addition you can get canadians connection the montreal canadians podcast with joey whalen you can get habs unfiltered with matt and blaine and sometimes treg although he is uh serving his country and is presently deployed you get have a listen with lewis gibby and sometimes lizzie um and they're all there in the podcast player. But if you don't happen really? to go to that particular site, which you should, you should have it okay. You should. But you can, you can find... You should have it programmed to just automatically open when you open your browser. Okay, do that then. <laughs> <laughs> do that. Yeah. But if, if you happen to be on another app website, um, looking for music, looking for other things, looking for radio broadcasts, you know that you can find Rocket Sports Radio at those those particular apps and locations too, whether like, it be iTunes, yeah. whether it be Overcast, whether it be Stitcher, whether it be TuneIn Radio, whether it be wow. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. And now even Spotify, you can find Rocket Sports Radio and all four podcasts. You're almost getting a podcast a day, and you can find all of them, including Not Spotify. Not on Spotify. Yeah, on Spotify too. On Spotify. So if I go to Spotify, which I'm betting a lot of our people who are listening have Spotify. Go to Spotify, Spotify. right now. Go to if you go to Spotify, well, maybe, maybe wait till after the show. Okay. <laughs> But go to Spotify. If I search for like Rocket Sports Radio, mm-hmm. it's just going to come up, and it's just there, yeah. and I can it's and I there. can follow it, and it'll tell me follow when there's it. a new podcast. Yeah, yeah, follow it. If you're and on I can iTunes, share it make with other sure people. You, you give the the five star rating if you're on iTunes. Yeah, and I can share it with other people and tell other people, hey, if you like hockey, you should follow this channel too. You should too. go there. Yeah. Hmm. Really? That's pretty breaking news. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. A bit of so, a hey, tell your friends. A bit of I a like plug it. to start the podcast. It's all right. We're allowed. We're allowed. Um, that's good breaking news. And, you know, tell your friend. however you are currently listening to this, to this week's episode, to us right now, um, that's tremendous. We're so happy to have you here, but good for you to know that there are other options. And 
Um, whichever platform you think is the easiest way to listen, make that your go-to and, and tell your friends, especially, uh, especially now that we're on Spotify. That's a great um, – Spotify is such a popular platform. We are really happy to join um, that group uh, of podcasts available over there. So that's great. And I love subscribe, it. subscribe, subscribe, subscribe so that you get yes. the notifications whenever we, we post uh, – uh, publish a new podcast, you'll get that's a right. notification. That is right. I like it. Go and subscribe and have a blondie while you're doing that. Have a blondie. I had a brownie a minute ago and it was terrible. (laughs) Really? Mm -hmm. Was it a blonde brownie? No, it was a brownie. It wasn't a blondie. It was a brownie. Well, it's National Blonde Brownie Day or Blondie Day today. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't even like blondies are okay. It's like it's like they don't know what they want to be. You know, it's like Aren't they they're they're shaped like a brownie, like they want to be a brownie, but they don't taste anything like a brownie. They sort of taste like a chocolate chip cookie that doesn't have chocolate chips in it. So it's like it's trying to be a brownie. It's trying to be a chocolate chip. It doesn't know what it wants to be. I'm staying away. I'm 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 holding out till tomorrow. Oh, it's tomorrow. National Pie Day is tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> I think you've got a racket going on because I swear <laughs> to God you have at least five different national days of popcorn and I and at least and a dozen national days of pie. I just gotta get the the gravy in there and then, you know, all the food groups are covered, right? Like how many days of pie do you need? Because I feel like a you've lot, had a few. A lot. Really? <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. So, so are you planning on having any pie tomorrow? Definitely. Really? And then what, National uh, Peanut Butter Day on Thursday. So you know, it's it's oh. going to be a great week. National peanut. Well, I like peanut butter. And peanut butter day on Thursday is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pie day tomorrow. What kind of pie are you are you wanting for tomorrow? Oh, it. You know, I'm I'm pumpkin. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitive. No, it's not even if a pie. You, here in Pennsylvania, shoe fly pie is very popular. So you know, if I don't know what it's made with, then I, you know. Molasses and brown sugar. Black. <laughs> Blueberry, cherry, key lime, mm. you know, anything will do. Wow. Huckleberry. Huckleberry. Mm. Huckleberry. Mm-hmm. With just a, a small dollop of whipped cream. I think we've talked about this before. The whipped cream part. That your small dollop of whipped cream actually means in relative size to the to the dinner plate sized piece of pie that you have. So you can get a little taste of whipped cream with every. So in other words, you shouldn't be able to see your pie because of the dollop of whipped cream that's covering it. Mm hmm. 
every week I'm usually putting a call out for something, you know, whether it's Tim Hortons hockey cards or there was something last week that I needed people to send me. I don't remember what it was. It was a food item. But okay, so this week people need to send you pie. Sure. In all forms. I will send and, you shoe fly. <laughs> and they can send you peanut brittle for, uh, I think that's Saturday, National Peanut Brittle. No. no, 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 no blondies, no peanut brittle. I, who eats toffee and peanut brittle? Could someone answer this? For, we're going to just digress for a second. Who eats toffee and who eats peanut brittle? Two things that are guaranteed to either rip your teeth out or break them. Why do these things exist? Uh, for dentists. Well, I don't like to go to the dentist. I like my teeth where they're at. Hmm. I don't like peanut brittle, and I don't like toffee. Look. Okay. Were you eating peanut brittle when you were watching the um, NFL playoffs this weekend? No. I only watched like the last half of the fourth quarter of both games and, and it was perfectly Which timed. Which was what you should have been watching, right? Pretty much. Um, um, and both officiating, going to overtime? Both going to overtime, both with horrendous officiating. Um, yeah, there's going to be some changes there. And... I'm fine with the Rams being in. Um, I'm I'm all Rams in two weeks because you know I'm just totally, not all, Tom Brady. No, not not not. Do Tom we remember? Do we remember the conversation last year when the Eagles were about to face him in the Super Bowl? <laughs> but Tom but Brady I thought is, it might have changed because poor poor Tom Brady. Someone was shining a laser pen right in his eye during the game. I, I would stick the pen in his eye. <laughs> Tom Brady is on the same plane as Sidney Crosby for me. I will uh-huh. acknowledge that both are elite athletes in their respective sports, and I will acknowledge that both belong in their respective sports hall of fame eventually someday. And that is that is where it ends for me because I despise both players. And that BS smug little Instagram post that he did after the game with Gronk with the, just this little self-satisfied. <laughs> yeah, we're still here. Yeah, well, you know what? You were still there last year and the freaking Philadelphia Eagles beat you and embarrassed you. And I hope the LA Rams do the same thing. And then he goes and cries all the way home and then retires and I never have to watch him on a football field ever again. You know who's crying today is is Chiefs defensive coordinator Bob Sutton fired fired for only making it to the uh, uh, playoffs. Uh, didn't get to the Super Bowl, so you're done. You're done. Well, and it's well, probably because he was showed up by by Tony Romo. Well, I was just gonna say when Tony Romo who there is no love lost for me with Tony Romo as an Eagles fan, but I will give credit where credit is due. Tony Romo was killing it on Sunday when Tony Romo can out coach you from the broadcast booth and 
and be literally broadcasting what you should be doing. Like, never mind. Like, don't don't wire down to the sidelines what what you should just listen to Tony. Just ask Tony to speak up, and he'll tell you what the Patriots are about to do. Yeah, I. I uh, Bob, I they're coming down the they're coming down the middle with Edelman. Uh, you might want to change yeah. up. Yeah, watch for Gronk. If Coverage. the safety goes down, they're throwing a the Gronk. Oh well, that's okay. I mean, it was <laughs> it was ear it was almost eerie. I mean, you can hear. I I can't stand Tony Romo because I'm an Eagles fan, but I also can't stand most of his broadcasts because he just get his voice is so high pitched when he gets so excited and he gets so easily excited when he's calling a game. However, I appreciate the fact that he is still so passionate about like I I do not question for a moment that if Tom Brady, you know, <laughs> fell over unconscious and they yelled up Tony, we need you to suit up. He would jump out of the broadcast window and and crowd surf his way down to the field to get back in the game. Um, he's quite enthusiastic. That's that's for sure. Well, and and he was right. He was dead on with. Uh, he was dead with, on for everything. He knew exactly one. what the Patriots were going to do. He's he does he has studied. Well, I mean, and he's he has played against Tom Brady enough, but he studies the game enough that he he. He knows it well. I saw headlines today that it's looking like he's going to get a very immediate pay bump. So um, he's earned it. I'll give him that. He's at least, oh, my God, at least he's not Jason Witten. Jason Witten is a train wreck as a broadcaster. Just he, they need to just stop with that because, whew. Well, and you wonder good. what uh, – who was it that Tony Romo took over for? Was it Phil, Phil Sims? I wonder what he's thinking right now. Oh, I know, right? He's, he's not getting back there anytime soon. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, does anybody want to talk about hockey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's. <laughs> okay, let's do that. You know, we're just – we like we're sports around here. The name of our the name of the company is Rocket Sports Media. It's not Rocket exactly. Hockey Media. It's Rocket Sports Media. So, and and we like a lot of sports here. And hey, I mean, we're not even going to have a chance to get into the Australian Open uh, and the fact that Rafa Nadal advanced and Roger Federer got upset and is out. I, we don't have time to mention okay, that. Okay, we have no time for that. We don't. Uh, we but you know. But hey, quickly though. Um, Andy Murray retiring. That mm-hmm. was a big. That's, that's a bit a of a surprise. And I think it was very hard for him to have to make that decision um, because it seems to be injury related. So tough call for Andy Murray, but go Rafa. Uh, we do have a bit to cover today. We have a lot of Laval Rockets to talk about because believe it or not, Rick, um, they played four games between our last episode and today. Um, they've been very busy. So we have a few games of theirs to review. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit about Carter Hart uh, and and how things have been going for him with the Philadelphia Flyers and what the rest of his season could potentially look like. Um, in our second segment, then we're going to go around the AHL. We're going to talk about this week's AHL Player of the Week. And then, believe it or not, this weekend – 
is All-Star Weekend. So we're going to talk about the AHL All-Star Classic. Those NHL guys can have all that fun out there in San Jose. But uh, Springfield, the other coast, is the place to be for the AHL All-Star Game. And we're going to break down uh, what can be expected from that this weekend, as well as then uh, just our weekly preview of what kind of coverage you can expect from us here at Rocket Sports Media this week. Gonna be wow. good. Lots busy show. Lots. Busy show. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start with Laval. Four games, as I said. Four games. And let's see here. How many of them went? Do, 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 do. I, you know, toss my microphone right out the window. Um, They've gotten points in every one of those games. Um, They started with a game, three, uh, there were three games at home, one on the road. So they played last Wednesday against Belleville, uh, won that one four to two. And they're kind of on a, a back and forth 50-50 50-50 tandem right now with Michael McNiven and uh, Connor Lacouve. So Lacouve was in net for the 4-2 victory over Belleville. And then Michael McNiven came in uh, to play Friday night for their first of two games against the Cleveland Monsters, another divisional game where uh, McNiven earned his first AHL shutout. They won one to nothing. And we'll talk a little bit more about that game, but there's only one reason that Laval uh, won that game, and it was because of Mr. McNiven, not because of anything else that anybody else, anyone else on the ice did. Uh, then the next day, Connor Lacouve was back in that where uh, they did lose five to four to Cleveland, but that was in the shootout, so they got a point out of out of that game. And then they headed out on the road, um, playing in Springfield last night, uh, and this one went to overtime but they were victorious in overtime on the road against the Springfield Thunderbirds four to three. Um, and it was a kind of a question mark Rick, for as to how, how that game was going to go on a number of different levels. There were uh, with, with the big super freeze and big snowstorm that came through uh, the Northeast and hit Montreal and, and New England and whatnot uh, over the weekend, there were a, a couple of AHL games that were affected by that. In fact, there was a, a, a Devils Crunch game that was canceled on Saturday night and, and postponed until the end of February. Um, but as such, allegedly Laval was supposed to leave and bus out of Quebec on Sunday uh, so that they could get to Springfield on Sunday as uh, it being Martin Luther King Jr. Day here in the States yesterday, the game against Springfield was slated to start at 1 p.m. So that would be a a pretty early start to begin with. However, because of the roads, Laval didn't leave until um, yesterday morning. And so I heard on the broadcast last night from the Springfield announcer that they left in the wee wee hours of the morning, uh, drove to Springfield for a seven o'clock start. They were able to push it back. So full day um, on the bus, very early start to the day. Uh, so was not sure how that was going to go. And Springfield is, has had a, has had a pretty strong season. So, um, but Laval managed to get the win in overtime four to three. So, 
four games and points in all of them, if not victories. Um, in fact, they won three of the four of them, and they got a point in the shootout in, in the other one. So not too shabby of a, of a week there for the Laval Rockets. Not bad at all. Um, and, you know, with um, they're, they're riding a bit of a, a streak. Uh, they haven't lost in, in the last five um, mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in regulation. Um, right. They've won um, six of their last 10 games. Um, and um, I, I, I think, and they've, they've moved up the standings so that um, they're now within uh, breathing distance of a, of a, of a playoff spot with the Marlies just ahead of them. Um, right. As good as Laval has been, uh, Toronto has been on their own streak and just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the Marlies are two points ahead of, of the rocket and they do have uh, games in hand. Uh, Syracuse is four game, uh, four points above um uh, the Rocket, and they have four games in hand. With all these games they've been playing, uh, they've lot. been winning, which is good, but but other teams uh, now have the opportunity to uh, move a little bit further past them. Right. Um, I don't think there's... I, I'm. It's hard to generalize, uh, particularly in the AHL, since, since uh, the games are, are, are sometimes so very different, uh, game to game and even period to period. Um, but I would say generally, um, obviously, uh, they've been uh, getting extremely good goaltending uh, from both uh, Connor Lacouve and uh, Michael McNiven. Michael McNiven has um, has moved up uh, steadily. Uh, mm-hmm. So net, right now, amongst goaltenders in the AHL, he's fourth uh, in goals against average with a 2.33. Um, of course, uh, the goaltending has been has been very good all season. Uh, that has not been um, Laval's problem. Uh, they've right. been hovering around that that uh, tenth mark, top ten all season in in goals uh, allowed. Um, it's it's the goals for, and uh, they're still twenty third in goals for. Where they're making it up, where they're where they're getting their scoring from seems to me is is on the power play and and they've which they've has jumped up gotten way better yeah yeah they've jumped up from uh last in the league into to 20th and from about 12 or 13 percent to 18 percent and it just it's it's odd to me um because that was we we've we've had a number of famous uh joel bouchard quotes throughout the the, the year and one of his um, uh, one of the ones that sticks out to me is when he said um, when he was asked about a, a, a struggling power play, he said, "I don't need a power play to win games." And and yet and yet, uh, and yet. that's exactly how they are winning games right now. That's uh, right. Penalty kill hasn't been that great, but uh, power play has been very good. Goaltending has been very good. And and those are the two components of of the game that are they're riding on uh, right at the moment. And interestingly enough, the the apparently the key component who they feel has really woken up the power play is none other than Xavier Ouellette, um, who 
some of the the media surrounding Laval are touting as the next uh, the next defensive call up um, for 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 the Canadians. Um, he was the one who scored the overtime winner with 44 seconds left in overtime last night with a neat little wraparound um, and apparently has been, has been on the ice for the bulk of their power play goals in their last, in their last uh, handful of games. So uh, kudos to them for finding a way to get the power play to start clicking. You know, at, you've said before that Bouchard ha- offers some contradicting statements uh, game to game, depending on, um, depending on, you know, as you say, he's, he'd said to, he did say, you know, I don't need power plays to win games. And he also had said at one point, um, you know, we just need to make uh, small adjustments here and there. And then a month later, someone said, you know, what adjustments have you made to the power play? Oh, there, well, there were no adjustments. We just, guys are now just starting to really all buy into the system and to what we're doing here. And they finally have all gelled together. And so whatever the case may be, um, it is working. Uh, The game against Belleville on Wednesday, they were perfect on the power play. They were three for three, um, which was, which was pretty stunning. Um, And they had a shorthanded goal that night as well. It was, it was all special teams that night. Um, it's it's been interesting. The the Cleveland game in which McNiven got his first uh shutout, McNiven was spectacular in that game. Um, stood on his head, just really solid, really confident in the crease. Uh the rest of the team was an absolute train wreck in that game. Um they had a total of twelve shots on goal for the whole game. Three shots in the first period, four shots in the second period, and five shots in the third period. Um it was it was just dismal, an absolute dismal um, effort that night, and zero for two on the power play. Um, the only reason that Michael Mc, or the only reason that Laval won that game against a, a strong Cleveland Monsters team was because of Michael McNiven, and they were fortunate enough that uh, guys like Sonny Milano were out of the lineup, um, so they had a little bit of luck there as well. Um, that game, we should note that Jake Evans left that game in the first period after taking a really nasty hit from behind by uh, Eric Robinson early, uh, about less than seven minutes into the game. Um, he did not return that night and did not play in the two games since then. We do see some reports uh, from the broadcasters at 919 Sports that it's um, they're expecting Jake Evans to probably return to the lineup on Friday night when they play their next game. Uh, he is along on the road trip, as is Charlie Lindgren. Charlie Lindgren, um, now this is something we should we should chat about briefly here, Rick. Uh, as we know, Charlie Lindgren had come back from, from injury after being out for about six weeks injured, um, came back and played in both games in Manitoba, um, at which we talked about last week. There were times that he looked – uncomfortable. There were times that he uh, looked like he may have re-aggravated something. There was some question as to whether or not he would play the second game, but he did. He started the second game. And then they come home and suddenly he's back listed as day-to-day. Um, and and Bouchard has said, well, there's just need to get him 100% healthy. Um, and so he hasn't started a game since then. Now, he is along on the trip as well. And 
reports are that he will likely get into the lineup during this week. Uh, He didn't last night. He was still a, a scratch last night. But, you know, that sounds to me, Rick, like somebody perhaps rushed him back too soon. Is that am I am I way off base in in thinking that for the two Manitoba games that if if he plays two games and then immediately has to 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 do a little more recovery time that sounds like maybe he came back too soon. Uh, yeah, he came back too soon, or or he certainly wasn't ready to uh, whatever the injury situation was. He wasn't uh, ready to to play the enormous number of minutes that uh, he was playing prior to uh, uh, his injury. Uh, remember he was, he was up, he was top two in the league in, in minutes played. Um, and, and uh, th- there was no way that, that, uh, that he should have been uh, tossed in. And um, you know, those two games, that was, that was probably uh, too much. He should have been eased in. Um, but, uh, you know, the, uh, coming up here in a week or so, uh, following the All-Star break, the, the Montreal Canadiens have their bye week. Um, and then following that, um, you know, Carey Price uh, was selected to go to the All-Star game. Uh, the team, the Canadians, uh, are not permitting him uh, to, to play in that game. Um, Mark Bergevin g- gave him the news that the team was 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 holding him out of the the All Star game. Kerry agreed. Uh, so for that, uh, Kerry will have to serve a, a one game uh, NHL mandated suspension. So the Canadians mm-hmm. are going to need a goaltender um, from Lavelle, and uh, somebody's got to be ready to to go up uh, and either play or or just back up Antiniemi. Well, I would imagine, I mean, I would say if, if Charlie Lindgren is back in playing condition, he deserves to be the one to go up. Although, thankfully, as you, as you mentioned, Michael McNiven has really um, been, been playing some, some solid hockey in the crease. So, uh, you know, you wouldn't bat an eye if McNiven ended up being the one that had to go um, either. Uh, it certainly should not be Connor Lacouve, as I saw some. Can't can't be. Uh, no, he has it no, can't be. He has no st- <laughs> status with the Canadians. He's a PTO signed to Laval. He has no That's status right. whatsoever with the Canadians. But I I was just kind of shook my head at the ridiculousness of people even suggesting, oh, let you know, let him go up. And obviously, they weren't aware that he can't, but. Just no, <laughs> it's going to be either Lankrin or McNiven. Um, so we're, we 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 certainly would like to see Lingren be comfortable and healthy um, before before he returns to the game again. Um, and in fact, you had pointed out um, a, a tweet that he had put out earlier uh, or late later last week, uh, which was a, a graphic of of a motivational um, saying. Um, that that seems to be one that he likes to use. So it sounds like he's just trying to keep stay in a good headspace and 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 focus on getting better and getting back to work. And just about um, that whole power play issue and and the discussion about Xavier Roulette, um, uh, Chris G, who is in Laval and and uh, who um, covers home games for us, um, 
Uh, he and I had a conversation about Xavier Ouellette, uh, much along the same lines of what you're saying, the, the, the discussion about, oh, is, you know, does Xavier Ouellette deserve a call-up and, and, mm-hmm. and all of that, and his success, particularly on the power play in Lavelle. Um, and I, I guess if, if, if you're focused on wins like many seem to, many seem to be, um, uh, then this 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 Xavier Ouellette uh, injection on the power play is a good thing, um, right. but with with him not having, um, you know, uh, whether he deserves a call up or not, the way he's contributing to the Laval lineup, um, uh, there's been no change whatsoever in in um, the, the 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 flaws that he had. When, and and the reason that he was sent down, he was sent down right. because he was making bad decisions, making bad yep. decisions. It wasn't it had nothing to do uh, with his offensive game. With his, he's got a good shot. He he's got good offensive instincts. He he can man a power play really well. Uh, but it's it's all the other things that are still apparent, um, and those things uh, you know haven't been haven't been addressed. As far as a call-up, there's still Noah Juleson. That's kind of a mysterious injury, and and uh, mm-hmm. and you'd expect him to to get the call-up ahead of time. But um, with with Xavier Willett ha- getting uh, having success with the the Laval power play, who's not who's not um, having a chance on the power play? Uh, right. And I know that that as far as prospects. Um, you know the, the the Canadians organization is a little light on prospects uh, on the left side, where's uh, which is where Willad is playing. Um, mm-hmm. We're told uh, Mark Bergevin told us that um, he added two prospects, um, Moravchik and Sklenichka. Um, right now, I, I I don't know if if Moravchik's ever going to. Um, uh, aspire to that, uh, but Sklenichka, there's still potential there. I think there's still untapped potential, and it sure be nice to see him get a regular uh, first pairing assignment and regular power play time, um, and and see what he can do with that. That's what development's for. That's that's it's uh, yeah. You may not get the immediate um, results for your power play. Uh, you might not get wins, but but that's what that's why you have a, an AHL team to 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 try to maximize uh, the potential of those prospects and see what you have. Uh, right. You're not going to find out anything with with um, Sklenichka taking a backseat to Xavier Ouellette. Xavier Ouellette, you know what you know what he is. You know what he's got. You know what he can bring, and you know his flaws already. Um, right. And and that's unlikely to change. So, um, you know, I uh, again, if if you're wanting wins, if if you're wanting the the uh, Laval Rocket to move up in the standings, you're happy with what's going on. If you're taking more of a a, a big picture view of this and and a look to the future, um, it's uncomfortable seeing seeing the the Schlemkos and the the Willettes and the Alsners and uh, taking all of those minutes and all of those opportunities away from prospects who could be uh, developing. Absolutely. Uh, and Moravchik is one who is 
in and out of the lineup. Uh, Schlemko was out for two games uh, with an injury. Um, he got injured during the Belleville game, I want to say. So he was out for the two Cleveland games, and he was back in the lineup last night. Um, and so as such, Moravchik came out. Um, and, you know, sometimes Adam Plant gets rotated in there, which is – in my opinion, uh, he doesn't he doesn't contribute all that much. I it's he's um, I'd rather see Moravchik in there, but um, Sklenichka is at least getting some relatively regular time. Um, now he did not last night. He he and Moravchik were both scratched, but uh, when Shlenko was out, Sklenichka was on the top pairing with Brett Lernout for two games. Um, and I think that that's going along with what you're saying, Rick. I think that that's healthy. Um, you know, that's that's a Brett Learnout deserves to be playing top pairing every night. Brett Learnout was was on the cusp to to possibly make the roster this year. There's no reason that he shouldn't be playing top pairing, and having a guy like David Sklenichka paired with him, learning from him, um, is is a smart move, and that's that's good for development of, of both players. Um, but then there's times that Sklenichka comes out. There's times that Learnout gets put down on the second or third pairing. Um, Sklenichka sometimes has been dumped down on, on the third pairing with Maxime LaMarche, who he has his flashes of, of good play. And then there's other times where he's an absolute um, nightmare in his own end. Um, so, as you say, would like to see a little more consistency on the development side of things, but I'm sure uh, as they keep getting points and now they keep moving up the standings, as you say, they're kind of sniffing at Toronto's heels for a potential playoff position. Is Joel Bouchard going to be able to uh, ignore the, the temptation to just keep getting the wins and development be damned? Um it will be interesting to see the two games they have this week are not divisional games, um, but they are against teams that can be difficult to play against. Um, One is in a good spot in the standings. The other one is not, but is always tough to play against in a building that's hard to play in when you're the visiting team. Um, And so it'll, it'll be interesting to see what kind of lineup decisions Joel Bouchard makes for this weekend. Um, I have a feeling he's going to lean towards the, I want to try to win. Well, and it's interesting. You mentioned the, the, uh, the opponents, um, that being Lehigh Valley and, and the Hershey bears, uh, Lehigh Valley being in the advantage spot in the standings, uh, Hershey bears towards the, uh, the bottom of the Atlantic division, but, but, uh, they're in exactly reverse situation, uh, Lehigh mm-hmm. Valley's has been struggling lately, um, mm-hmm. and the Hershey Bears have been on a tear, winning five straight and uh, and seven and three in their last ten. So um, both could be a, a, a tough test uh, for Laval. And keep in mind too, we're talking about positioning in the standings. Hershey is currently tied for last place in the Atlantic Division with 42 points. Laval currently is in fifth place in the North division with 45 points. So it's not like we're talking about a big point differential there. Um, And in fact, the North division is jam packed right now. Laval might think they're sitting comfortably in, in fifth position up from eight, 
but Belleville sitting in eighth position is only five points behind them. In fact, there's only 11 points that separate first place to eighth place in the North division. It is just jam packed. And, and as you had mentioned earlier, there's a lot of those teams that have games in hand over Laval and Laval has been playing a lot on at home where they've been successful. Their road record this year is not so great. Uh, so see what happens as they, as they go on the road and, and can they keep up that momentum? It's going to get good. It's going to get good. Um, another speaking of development, Rick, let's, let's just pause and talk for a moment about the young goaltending sensation that uh, everyone in Philly is talking about. And that's Mr. Carter Hart, who has just been, kind of a knockout ever since uh, he's had to be called up due to all of the injuries uh, with at the goaltending position in, in Philadelphia. Um, in the 17 games that Carter played for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms this year, he has a 3.05 goals against average and a 901 save percentage in the 12 games that he's played at the NHL level this year. He has a 2.66 goals against and a 918 save percentage. He's doing a tremendous job. Um, he's showing a lot of poise, a lot of maturity, keeping his head on straight. In fact, um, I know we had talked on a previous episode about uh, how he's been vocal about the fact that he works with a sports psychologist so heavily and that that probably uh, helps him tremendously. I, there's actually an article out today uh, from the Flyers, that's a, an interview with Carter and his sports psychologist about about how much he relies on that, um, which is an is an interesting read. So the big question now is Anthony Stolarz is just about ready to come back from injury. He's down in Lehigh Valley right now on a conditioning stint. Uh, looked pretty decent uh, yesterday playing against Wilkesbury. Uh, and reports out of Philadelphia are that he may not even spend the entire two weeks down for his conditioning stint, that, that Stolarz's bags are being packed and, and he's getting ready to go back up to Philly. So where do you think that, sh- you know, so the speculation, of course, is, oh, but Carter Hart's been so good. And, of course, just like they do in Montreal, when a young prospect gets hot Fans clamor for, well, just let him stay and he can learn everything he needs to learn up in the NHL and he's doing great. Why disrupt that? Is that the smart route for a young 20-year-old goaltender like Carter Hart or or would he be better off coming back down to the AHL and finishing his season uh, with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms? Well, the Flyers are going nowhere this year. Is no. that hey. <laughs> no, I, I <laughs> not. Um, my fan hat. So my fan hat just yelled. So this is this is about what's best for um, uh, the, the, the most valuable prospect in your in your organization. Absolutely. Um, and and uh, we know uh, from seeing him play and from talking to him. Uh, when he was uh, with the Lehigh Valley, um, that Carter Hart was still adjusting to uh, being a pro, still adjusting to the AHL game, still adjusting mm-hmm. to the number of games he was playing, still adjusting to um, keeping his head in the game for 60 minutes. 
Um, and that all of those lessons were interrupted. Um, you know, it wasn't like he was, he was uh, stoning the AHL uh, at, at the time of his call up. All of those lessons were interrupted when the uh, flyers found themselves in a goaltending uh, crisis, uh, crisis number 37. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, um, so he's been brought up. He's played pretty well. He's had his up, ups and downs. He's had some good games. I mean, um, Carter Hart is a, is a big game goaltender. Uh, so for him to uh, go into Montreal, go into uh, uh, uh uh, the Bell Center and and have his first game there, uh, get his first road win um, in Montreal. Y- you knew that was important to him. Even even though he didn't get to play his idol, Carey Price, uh, still uh, Carey Price was in the building and and he had to be uh, just supercharged for that game. And and the Canadians came out and, and fired twelve shots. The shots were twelve one in the first period. Carter Hart was um, he was great. Um, but he's going to face, he's going to face more difficult tests. Um, and he's still, you know, the, the very 17 games in the AHL, uh, is not enough. It's just not enough. Um, so it, it makes sense for him to go back to the AHL. He's going to, you know, um, Every player wants to wants to be in the NHL, and and he's going to be disappointed. Uh, but as you said, he has uh, he has some um, um, coaching in that regard uh, that can help him and put himself in the in the right uh, mindset um, and uh, and understand that that um, uh, this is what's best for him. And if he needs any other inspiration. Um, you know, just just take a look at at Eric Comrie, um, and um, you know, I I think we're going to probably mention him a little later, um, um, and and his path, um, and uh, the number of games that he's played and the number of years he's played in the AHL, and then mm-hmm. um, you know being recognized uh, this week, um, Eric Comrie in the in the Winnipeg Jets organization, he's, he's following a, a, a good path uh, partly because of, of the goaltending talent that, um, that the, the Jets had um, and, and have. Um, and, but uh, they're also doing it the right way in, in making sure that he's prepared. Um, so when they need him, um, he's going to have all of those lessons learned and, and be ready uh, and I, I, I sure hope the Flyers, they, they don't have a great track record no. um, with, with goaltenders, but I sure hope that they take the right path um, with this 20-year-old uh, goaltender because he's, he's, uh, he's going to backstop their franchise for a very long time if they do this thing right. That's right. I, fortunately, um, he has a coach – uh, at the NHL level right now, who knows him and understands him in Scott Gordon, since Scott Gordon was coaching him at the AHL level, uh, and and who is also a goaltender. Um, I think that has also been a fortunate situation for Carter um, to, to be in, that his coach, while he's been up with Philly, is one that he's very familiar with and, and can relate to. Um, but I would agree that 
coming back down to Lehigh Valley would be a good thing, especially if Lehigh Valley can keep performing the way that they're doing. Um, and, and as you, you said, you know, there were times at the beginning of the season that Carter did not look good um, as he started to adjust to keep them. I think people forget this is, you know, the AHL is much different than college hockey and junior. Um, and especially for goaltenders, Development takes a long time just because they get on a hot streak, just because they might have a hot hand and just because they have maturity and learn quickly does not mean that they're developing is, is, is suddenly fast forwarded. Um, if Lehigh Valley keeps doing what they're doing, let's not forget the, the playoff run that they went on last year. They went very deep in the playoffs. As you said, I will begrudgingly admit that the Flyers are going nowhere this year. Um, So being part of a team that's going on a big playoff push down in the AHL and then potentially a deep run in the playoffs again is good experience for a young goaltender. Um, I understand Philly fans chomping at the bit and just impatient to get a good goaltender permanently in that crease. But as you say, um, it's just not something just not something you want to rush, uh, especially, especially with the goaltending position. That's, that's the thing that, that you really worry about is because the uh, general manager who is preaching patience got fired. Um, so, <laughs> well, that's no, and, 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 and we know in the, in the, the press conferences that it was the folks from Comcast that said, uh, patience, patience, we, we, we want, we want it now. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, that I saw a headline today, uh, future of a franchise, uh, uh, heart is bringing back excitement and energy to Philadelphia. And <laughs> if those kind of things, I, I mean, sure he is. Um, but, um, it's those kind of things that you have to resist the temptation, uh, to, uh, to jump on that marketing, um, uh, focus when when there's there's so many other things that he can deliver uh, rather than this you know quick buzz uh, he can deliver a championship if he's developed properly um, yeah. and if they can be patient patience people patience patience but hey if they're not patient uh, Canadians fans are are just fine with it hey get off. Get you've got Caden Primo. You worry about Caden Primo. And they better be patient with him too. Yeah, they better be patient with Caden Primo, who 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 is also a very good prospect. But he will have a long way. He has a long wait. He's got to he's got to get in line, and and they need to be patient with him as well. Uh, we will ask you to be patient for just a just like just a minute. We're gonna take a quick breather here. Uh, and offer you a quick commercial break. And on the other side of that, we're going to talk a little bit more about Eric Comrie, as Rick said, and then we're going to get into all of the fun and festivities coming up this weekend for the AHL All-Star Classic. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained and connected learn more about rsm its team and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com 
for all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to AHL.Report, the home of the AHL Report. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. So, Rick, you had mentioned uh, that one good example of someone that Carter Hart could look to uh, for how their career is evolving is Eric Comrie with the Manitoba Moose. And he happens to be this week's CCM AHL player of the week for the week ending January 20th. He was perfect last week, had a perfect 4-0 and 0 in four starts last week, allowing just seven goals on 138 shots faced in 244 minutes of work. Uh, that's pretty impressive for for a young goaltender uh, to go four and zero for the week. Pretty pretty good. And and he's had to be uh, he's had to be patient. Um, yeah. He's uh, you know uh, and and it's 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 really paid off for him. Um, you look at at someone who we we saw uh, many many times, um, Mackenzie Blackwood. Um, mm-hmm. And and he started um, this season uh, well down the depth chart in in New Jersey. Um, Corey Schneider, Eddie Lack, um, Keith Kincaid ahead of him, um, and and with all the, the the work that he's done in the AHL, he's um, he's now um, leading the the because of injuries to to. Um, uh, Schneider and Lack and, and Kincaid has has uh, struggled. Uh, now Mackenzie Blackwood is a goaltender in New Jersey. So um, you got to be patient. You got to have the right time. Uh, you've got to put in your time at the AHL. And mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, it's it's certainly paying off for Eric Comrie. Um, and now for Mackenzie Blackwood uh, with the Devils. Comrie's only 23 years old. It's his it's his fourth pro season. Um, He's five zero and one in his last six starts, fifteen eleven and two overall for the twenty eight games that he's started for Manitoba this season. He's first in the leagues in saves, uh, first in the league in saves with eight hundred and seventy. He's second in the league in minutes played at over sixteen hundred, and he's tied for fourth in wins at fifteen, and he's fourth in save percentage. So, I'd say and if you built- look. If you look at the the, the stats, uh, the the Jets give up a ton, or sorry, the Moose uh, give up a ton of of uh, shots per game. I, uh, they're in the bottom in the bottom five. I, I think last time I checked in in shots allowed. Um, so uh, Comrie's doing it doing it uh, uh, with without a lot of help. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, the the Jets. Uh, I keep saying the Jets. The Moose aren't uh, <laughs> having a great season, but Eric Comrie certainly is. Well, congratulations to him for being the CCM AHL Player of the Week. Well-deserved. 
So another, uh, we should also say congratulations as we as we kind of transition over to talking about All-Star Weekend. There have been some roster changes announced. This happens every year, and it may still happen again even more throughout this week leading up to All-Star Weekend when it starts officially on Sunday. Um, as Do you remember either, Chris Terry? Yeah, Do you remember Chris Terry right. getting the, the call at like midnight? Well, he was, the, the, uh, Sylvain Lafay kind of, intersected him at the airport as, as they were yeah, about to yeah. get on the, he and his wife were about to get on the plane to go home. And he was like, um, so do you want to go to the schedule? Uh, he and his <laughs> wife had, right. a, had a break week scheduled and that's right. And that got, yeah. 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 So he there was one that he got a call at midnight and last second and another year at, at the airport. Um, so it, you know, whether it's guys, unfortunately uh, going down with injury who can't attend or in some cases, they're called up to the NHL um, and they're not available. So roster changes for the All-Star game happen all the time. Expect more to come this week. Uh, the ones who are removed from the roster are Yanni Kukunen from Charlotte, Mason Appleton from Manitoba, Colin Delia from Rockford, and Brandon Peary from Chicago. They will all be unavailable. And so in their place, uh, the Checkers will be sending forward Andrew Paderowski, uh, the Manitoba Moose will be sending Logan Shaw. That's a name we're familiar with. Nice. Uh, the Mo- Milwaukee Admirals goaltender Troy Grosnick will be heading out, as well as Texas Stars forward Joel Esprance uh, added to the Central Division roster. So those are, are the most current changes to the All-Star roster. Again, I expect there to be uh, some more as we are still a handful of days away. Uh, and as you say, as, as Chris Terry knows all too well, uh, right up until the night before um, <laughs> things could change. Um, so Rick, it's, it's exciting because this weekend is uh, all-star weekend. It's being held in Springfield, Massachusetts um, this year and home of the AHL home of the AHL. I, you know, I'm, we're going to have to give uh Jason, who's who heads up communications and PR for for the league, you know, we're going to have to give him a bit of a ribbing that he didn't. He's he's not having to travel very far this year for for this <laughs> event, <laughs> uh, which I'm sure is is going to be very nice for he and the rest of the AHL staff. Um, it is the 2019 Lexus AHL All Star Classic presented by MGM Springfield. I'm kind of excited, about, you know, having having these events. Um, partnered with local casinos seems to be something that's uh, starting to catch on last year uh, in Utica, the casino that's about a 20 minute drive outside of the city uh, was, was also a a sponsor for the event and, and some of, and and a lot of the events off the off ice events took place there. Um, It's kind of exciting for Springfield Rick because MGM just opened a brand new downtown uh, casino in Springfield. It's two blocks from the rink. It's two blocks from the Mass Mutual Center, um, which is very convenient. Um, and so they've partnered uh, with the AHL to to help put on this year's event. And they've got all sorts of really fun stuff going on. Um, you know, we, we'll talk about, this, of course, the skills competition and the All-Star Challenge. But before any of that even begins, um, they're having... Um, uh, Saturday night, they're having a kind of a kickoff party inside one of the restaurants at the MGM Springfield on Saturday night. Um, the Calder Cup is going to be there so fans can go and take pictures with the Calder Cup. Um, 
And, uh, of course, on the TVs at Springfield, the Thunderbirds will actually be playing one last game uh, in Providence that night. Um, so TVs will be playing the, the Springfield Thunderbirds game and the NHL All-Star game, which is that night. Um, but before then on Sunday, before all the action starts on the ice inside the Mass Mutual Center, really fun. All of the mascots from the AHL, both on Sunday and on Monday afternoon, there will be a ice skating session at the ice rink at MGM Plaza. So within the MGM Springfield mm. complex, there is an ice rink that opened on November 23rd. And the mascots will be available for a public ice skating session with fans both days um, around three o'clock in the afternoon. And I think that's super fun. A, all of the mascots are going to be just rowdy and raucous and hilarious, but fans and family can come out and skate with them uh, at the, at the rink at the MGM Springfield. Now Gritty's not going to be there, right? No, but Melvin probably Melvin probably well, yeah. will be, but, but no, we've seen Gritty, Gritty take like... people out um, dur- during the <laughs> the intermission <laughs> skate. They, especially the goalie, uh, uh, yes, around the rinks, uh, the the races, uh, he takes them out. So that would be that would be disaster. It uh, would, but I would be skate. there. I would be there to watch it happen and laugh hysterically. Um. So there, and there is a discounted skate admission for that too. Uh, fans who show their All Star Classic tickets um, will have a reduced rate of eight dollars to skate for the public ice skating session with the mascot. So super fun. That's at three o'clock on Sunday, um, and then also again at four o'clock on Monday. Um, so that's really fun. But there is also things like um, on Monday morning. Uh, so the, the, the skills competition then will be on Sunday night, Rick. And of course we know that there's some really fun events uh, around that, which we should mention uh, once again, this year, the NHL network will be carrying uh, both the skills competition and the all-star game on Sunday night and Monday night. So you can tune in and watch all of your favorite players from around the league. Um, and the skills competition will be, you know, puck control, the fastest skater, the rapid fire, the hardest shot, the breakaway relay, accuracy shooting. Um, do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite of the skills competition? With which which event that you really like? Well, I guess uh, for for anyone, any hockey fan, the, the hardest shot is the premier event at the skills competition. It's the one that uh, that everybody wants to see. Um, it it it. it attracts the most attention. But for me, there's a couple of events that are a little different at the AHL level uh, from the NHL. And that the rapid fire is, is usually pretty good. Um, oh yeah. I, I like that. I like that one. Um, and, and I guess the fastest skater too, but to a lesser mm-hmm. extent, I like, I like the fastest skater. I like accuracy shooting too. Um, because some of those guys, it, it's, it's either, it's usually like one end of the spectrum or the other. It's either, you either get guys that just get out there and boom, 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 boom. I mean, they can just hit those four corners like it's nothing. Or it's guys that like couldn't hit a garage door if they tried. <laughs> like, and well, they and, just... and let's say there is nothing wrong. There is nothing wrong with styrofoam targets. NHL. No, there's not. There is nothing wrong with styrofoam targets. Get Get your little guys out there with their shovels and everything to clean up the broken targets. 
But That's last year was a disaster with those electronic things that were registering even before people sh- sh- uh, shot the puck. And it, it, was, right. it was awful. It was so very bad. <laughs> was for the accuracy shooting, we don't mind <laughs> the styrofoam targets. We don't. It's old school. We like it. Um, so then after uh, the skills competition wraps up on Sunday, another nice thing that's going to happen, um, and this is this is going to be, you know, it's it's not a media event or anything like that, but select all-star representatives first thing Monday morning are going to head for a private visit to the Shriners Hospitals for Children in Springfield uh, to do uh, a walkthrough and meet and greet with some of the pediatric patients that are there, um, really which, is, nice. which is really yeah, really, really nice for them to take time out of out of kind of this, you know, putting everybody up on a pedestal weekend. And it's not a media event; it's just a private visit that that select members of the All Star teams go to do this um, on their own with representatives from the league. So, uh, really, really love that the league and the players do that. Um, after that, Monday morning will be the AHL Hall of Fame induction and awards ceremony. Um, this year's Hall of Fame class for the AHL is, includes John Anderson, Murray Eves, Brad Smith, and Don Cherry. Um, and we'll also rec- recognize this year's all-star honorary captains, uh, Rob Murray, who was a longtime Springfield Falcon star, and current Florida pa- Panthers senior vice president, Sean Thornton, will be inducted as well. Um, and then after that, everybody will be geared up for the All-Star Challenge happening uh, that evening. It is a six-game round-robin, Rick, just as a reminder. Each team plays three game, games against uh, the other their, their fellow other three divisions. It's three-on-three hockey for each round. And then the two teams with the best win-loss records after their three games play in a championship game at the end of the night to determine the AHL All-Star Challenge champions pretty fun. And, and I don't know why, but um, it's better than the NHL all-star game. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It's better. Watch it. What, try it. Tell us, <laughs> tell us what you think. Um, but I think, um, I don't know if it's the, the players themselves. I don't know if it's the, uh, the way the events are put together. I don't, I don't know what it is, but uh, it just seems to be, uh, everybody complains about the NHL all-star game, but, but uh, the AHL All-Star Game is is uh, is still fun. It is, and the players seem to have have a have a good time, and um, it gets really competitive. They really they they have mm-hmm. a good time ribbing each other, and it gets it gets really competitive. So, be sure to watch. Uh, it's on national audiences for NHL Network in the United States, and on Sportsnet One and Sportsnet Now in Canada, both. Uh, Sunday night, which is 7 p.m. Eastern, and Monday night at 7 p.m. Eastern for the All-Star Challenge. Um, The play-by-play is going to be done by Brendan Burke, a former broadcaster for the Utica Comets, who is now the broadcaster for the New York Islanders. Uh, And Alan May, we know him. Uh, So kudos to Brendan uh, coming back uh, to do some some play-by-play duties at the AHL level and he his color analyst will be Alan May um, who um, is currently an analyst for Washington Capitals games on NBC Sports Washington and the ringside reporter will be Todd Crocker uh, for the voice of the Toronto Marlies for uh, for the televised events so um, 
we know him too. <laughs> so congratulations. It'll be a, it'll be a, be sure to tune in. It's going to be a lot of fun and you might catch sight of the rocket sports media team because we will be there uh, covering the whole thing live, bringing you uh, all of the excitement all weekend long. So be sure you're following along uh, on Twitter at the AHL report um, and also on Instagram at AHL report. And uh, you're going to get behind the scenes and, and, all sorts of updates of, of what's going on. And of course we'll be uh, doing interviews with uh, Laval's representative, Alex Belzeal, um, as well as some other familiar names who are going to be there. There's uh, a Dan, a Daniel Carr is going to be there. A Chris Terry's going to be there. Um, and some other notable names from around the league that we're going to catch up with uh, throughout the weekend. So you won't want to miss it. That being said, Rick, I think we'll take another quick breather uh, and then we'll give folks a quick preview of what else Rocket Sports Media has going on this week. We've we've got even more coverage uh, happening besides the All-Star Game. So we're just going to take a quick break. We're going to ask you to exercise that patience one more time and uh, stay tuned for a commercial break. And on the other side of that, we'll tell you where else we will be this week. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at All Habs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. Well, Rick, as we mentioned, uh, you and I are going to be in Springfield this weekend, bringing fans and followers all of the excitement and the action for the AHL All-Star Classic. I'm really looking forward to it. It's 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 something we we really have fun covering this every year. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's a great event. The HL does a great job and, um, and it's nice to see, uh, the players interacting with, uh, uh, with friends, with, with former teammates, uh, with, with guys that they know in hockey. Um, and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's a really, the, the event's really well done. Should also mention too, uh, we will be bringing coverage as well of another event, uh, at, at the all-star weekend festivities uh, that is not open to the public. And that is uh, league president, Dave Andrews state of the league address. Uh, We will be attending uh, that press conference and, and that meeting. uh, And we will be sure to uh, 
keep you updated on things that we learn about uh, how the league is doing and, and any potential plans of, of changes going forward uh, that Mr. Andrews may instill upon us in that meeting. Well, and with uh, the NHL uh, side adding a new team um, in, a, in a couple of years, um, mm-hmm. there's going to be talk about, about uh, where their AHL affiliate is going to be. Uh, and I'm sure he'll be he'll be asked about that at uh, at that particular news conference. Absolutely. Before that happens, however, yes, you heard us right in segment number one. Laval uh, is on the road this week, and so they are doing their Pennsylvania push on Friday and Saturday. They will be at the PPL Center in Allentown, uh, right here in my hometown, uh, for a game against the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. And then Saturday night, they will be in the land of chocolate uh, facing the Hershey Bears on Saturday night. And so as kind of a lead-up to All-Star Weekend, uh, Rick, we will be on the road with the Laval Rocket, bringing our uh, readers and fans uh, all of the live game updates and post-game uh, audio and video and so forth with Coach Bouchard and uh, some key players after each game on Friday and Saturday night as well. And we talked about how those games are, well, they're important for both Hershey and Lehigh Valley as well. So um, mm-hmm. they they will be competitive games. They will be um yeah, they might even be feisty games, and, and they uh, might. And we'll be glad to bring that to you. Absolutely. So we uh, certainly appreciate you listening uh, in again today. We uh, love coming with you, uh, coming to you every every week, giving you all the latest about the Laval Rockets, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and everything else going on around the American Hockey League. Um, Rick, it was you know it's it's been another it's been another really good episode. I might have to indulge in a blondie. And maybe maybe there'll be pie tomorrow. Maybe we'll there see. will be pie tomorrow. We we will see. What we do know for sure is that uh, if you follow along with us on Twitter at the AHL Report, you can find Rick at All Habs, and you can find me at Flyers Rule. That all this week you will be getting lots of really great inside information uh, on location in Allentown, Hershey, and in Springfield. So be sure you're following along there as well as Facebook and Instagram. And of course, just head over to the website at ahl.report for uh, game recaps and updates and uh, links to videos of inter- exclusive interviews uh, with coaches and players and so forth all throughout the week. And then we'll be right back here with you next week after we're back from uh, this little jaunt around uh the Northeast and uh, we will have lots more information for you on the other side of the all-star break. Rick, thank you for joining us as well today. Uh, always great uh, to co-host this show with you every week. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Glad to be here. And remember the uh, announcement that we made uh, to open the show. And that is uh, all you need to know is rocket sports radio search for it on any of your uh, favorite podcast platforms or apps and uh, you'll get all four podcasts uh, and be sure to subscribe, subscribe and and you'll get the notifications for all our new content. Love it. Be sure to subscribe and be sure to come right back here next week for another episode of from the press box right here on the AHL report. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great week. Enjoy the hockey. We'll see you back here next week. (laughs) 